Welcome to the No Name Podcast. We're back here, day two, Columbia. So today, we got to uh, sleep in a little bit, which was nice. At least I felt like. I didn't. You didn't? (laughs) (laughs) I decided I'd sleep on the couch that you're sitting on, and I woke up at four in the morning with my whole left leg numb. (laughs) Didn't go back to bed. But I'm glad you guys slept well. I got up at about 7.30, I think. So, yeah, I felt pretty good about that. And we uh, we went down to, uh, what was the name of that city? Do you remember the name of it? I don't remember the name of it either. I can just tell you what bad. direction we went. Yeah, it was, it was a good ways away. But uh, we went and seen <laughs> two, they call them comedores. But it's like a soup kitchen or where they're they're feeding, uh, you know, individuals. And yeah, there you go. And so uh, they were really close to each other, honestly. Uh, one of them, they said they had somewhere around 250 people that come through there on a daily basis, which is not every day. <laughs> Every day, but one. (laughs) So six days a week, 250. And then the other one was 400, 600? Yeah. And that's within a mile. We could have walked to the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like we drove around a little block or two and bam. I have a drone shot. You'll see it. I'll put it on this podcast so you can see it. But a um, lot of houses, a lot of people. They said there was like what three hundred thousand that live in that district yeah. right there that they're that they're serving. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild, really, to to see. How many people you think when 400 people are coming through an area, you think um, that it's going to be a pretty good size. We're talking uh, it might have been the size of my kitchen and dining room where they were eating. Actually, that might be bigger. The one that fed the most I felt like was the smallest. Yeah. It was like this this room probably. Yeah, it was yeah, a little bigger. It was pretty small. It was pretty small. But um, – I think it's pretty cool just to see that the purpose that they have there, um, you know, um, he took us, took us upstairs and we were eating and, um, they, their desire is to connect those people to the church, um, and, uh, hoping to possibly, possibly, excuse me, raise up a, a leader to kind of be the pastor in that area, um, and, and start having some church services there. Uh, a lot of the people that work in these uh, these food distribution centers were not Christian. Um, and, uh, he has a pretty good relationship with them. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We talked a little bit about plans on what that looks like and, and whatnot. And so, um, pretty excited to, uh, see what, what comes of that. Get there, and I 
And it was just their two churches and the government that right. helped fund all of that. So that's pretty, pretty cool. They play a big role in it. It's fun. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were definitely getting some looks while we were down there. I don't, I don't know. There's a whole lot of Americans go through there. A lot of double takes <laughs> because there was. A, uh, I was talking to one kid in the street, and he was like, ran back to his mom. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I like Spider-Man too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know about that guy. Oh man, but yeah, um, but I think a few things today were were really cool. One. Um, just being able to spend the time that we did with, with Luis today, you know, we were with him a lot and just, uh, getting to talk to him and, and even, even his son, um, I got to ride with him a little bit and Juan was just asking me a little bit about my story and, and stuff and getting to know him as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like, man, that is such a big part in, in Latin America is, is growing, these relationships, you know, and, and this is the guy, Luis is the guy that is going to be the on ground leader for feed the crave. Like he's going to be the Jose Palma of Colombia. And so, um, being able to get to know him, well, he doesn't know that yet, but that's the plan we have for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, It's you. Um, but yeah, just to get to know him and hear his heart, um, and his desire, you know, uh, to make disciples and, 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 uh, yeah, it's just, it, it was, it was fun. Um, but then, uh, this evening, why don't you guys talk a little bit about what we did, uh, you know, this evening. I can. So we went over to floor, that's her name. And she made us an amazing meal and we were sitting there and Samuel gave his testimony and, it was very similar to mine and I got to hear Sean's as well. We have a very similar testimony. And so he's just sharing about his struggles with things, alcohol, drugs. He lost out on a scholarship to go to college and play the sport and all this stuff was going on. And so I'm sitting here, I'm tracking with him. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. I see me and you. And then he just got very lost after it and turned very south and like created a little gang with his cousin and some friends and they started blackmailing people and extortion and then even went on to ransoming a little girl from her mom that his cousin knew and so it was just just very eye-opening just how how fast 
the devil worked in his life and he just went from zero to a hundred down the very wrong path. And then basically my favorite part of everybody who has a testimony like that is, but God, the, but God part of it. And so he's sitting there and he's like 15, 16 at this point. I don't know. Maybe he was talking about ninth grade. I don't know. Yeah. During the time this is all happening. And, uh, I mean, he's, in the beginning, facing 16 years in prison for ransom and intent to murder and stuff like that. So it's just, he's in a very bad spot, but just God protected him in all of that. I don't know if it was his age. I don't know what all it was, but he was just protected in all of that and met a Christian family, got in the church, and luckily they had a heart like Jesus and accepted him in and loved him and showed him Christ-like love, and that just changed the the path of his life, and then the court saw that, so it went from 16 years to two years probation, and no jail time, nothing on his record, and so if that's not God's protection and something crazy, then I don't know what is, and it was just really cool to see how, and it basically goes right back into yesterday, the things that we were preaching on, like the prodigal son and all these things, it's like we're all going to stumble. We're all going to struggle, but he's graceful. Like he shows grace, shows mercy and he loves everybody. And it was just really cool to, and knowing him, meeting him yesterday at the church and talking to him, I would have never guessed that was his, like his heart is just so pure. And like, he's just a very good stand up guy from what I gathered from him in the last two days. So just to hear that testimony was just, powerful stuff yeah one of the things that uh that i thought was really cool is in the midst of this you know he's talking about getting arrested and going to the police station and he said he said man the the hardest thing was when the police chief said your mom's on the phone talk to her because he he was talking about even his mom and how he she took him to Sunday school and they were in the church and you know his mom was always great and even that day when he got arrested like you know lunch was made and she'd cleaned his room and reorganized it and did all this stuff you know and he's like it's starting to hit him you know you, you always think you're invincible especially when you're when you're little I'm not going to get caught it's all going to you know and uh man then when the world comes crashing down you know uh, it's not going to happen to me. I've heard those stories. The world starts crashing down and you think, man, what, what am I doing? And not just to my own life, but like my family. And that's what, that's the crazy thing about sin is it doesn't just affect you, right? There's this domino effect that causes a line of destruction, mm-hmm. whether it's a, it's a white lie or whatever the sin is. It doesn't just affect you. It affects your family and those around you um, in, an, in a bad and adverse way, right? Um, and, and just to hear uh, his love for his mom immediately going, man, I, I screwed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But also to know that you could do a lot of things right, that doesn't mean that everything's going to work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I... I did. I re- I really enjoyed. I enjoyed tonight hearing, uh, hearing his heart, and even 
even kind of messing with them a little bit because, you know, Floor is like, I want a grandkid, but they're like, oh, no, not yet. And so, you know, talking to him. Because he's married and, to her daughter. Yeah. 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 But uh, I've I seen a lot of, a lot of uh, God moments in there. The, these people are, are leaders in this church, right? And just their, their hearts tonight. Uh, to bring us into their house and to feed us and, and to want to just talk to us, share about themselves. They want to hear about us. They want to know about our families. Um, you just get to see the heart of the people here. I made the mistake of reading them to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
to a few people who get kind of ransom, and like literally kidnapped a little girl, um, with thankfully by the way, it's a lot of Yeah. But like, God really needs that and brought Samuel down to death and he was broken. But yet, because of Christians, because of people who saw, you look at Samuel to the eyes of God rather than their own eyes, they don't bring him back to that point of repentance and, and redemption and, and ultimately restoration to Jesus Christ. And that's very tough to do. Like you would think if it was somebody coming into your house and you're just hearing this for the first time or know about this, it'd be really, for me, maybe it's just me and I'm terrible, but that would be, that'd be hard to look past something like that. Like kidnapped a little girl, you have a daughter yourself. And so that would be. He was issued uh, two days probation with his sister, his wife, and his wife, and the pastor's wife here. And so he moved to this community because he couldn't go back home where he's from. And so this family kind of took him in. And the fact that Lord's daughter, you know, Samuel kind of liked her, they knew his story, but yet they still loved him and took him in and accepted him for who he was a child of God. So, yeah, good point. It's powerful stuff. It is. It is. Yeah, the. The moral of the story, you know, sometimes we think, you know, that we're too far gone or, you know, in too deep or too messy or whatever. Um, but God can restore anything and everything. Um, you're never too far gone to to come back to the feet of Christ. He's He's there waiting, right? And so never, never believe the lie that the devil's trying to tell you because... Uh, there's room at the table for you as you are, as you are. That's right. Yeah. So tomorrow, um, it's a new day. I just blanked. I can't remember what we're doing. What are we doing? <laughs> Training. Oh doing yeah. The, going through the guide. Yeah. The blueprint. Yep. yep. right so uh they from what i gathered from jose they're really wanting to focus on starting life groups how do they start how do they get this thing off the ground um in a way that they can be successful so we're going to be walking them through uh the blueprint kind of helping them outline um how to do that how to how to structure it and everything so that uh yeah they can step off well so that they're uh ready to uh move forward and multiply and continue multiplying across all of Columbia. That's the, that's the hope. So yeah, stay tuned. I'm excited about what that's going to bring, what conversations are going to happen and uh, we'll fill you in. So thanks for joining us until next time. God bless you guys.